0: Hey, everyone. Kara Hart here. I'm the producer of With a Pencil, and each episode normally starts with Shay and his two guests setting up what the week's conversation will be about. And that's going to happen here, too. But first, I'm going to play you guys a clip of Shay and Lilium and Jose, who are his guests, debating something really, really important.
1: We need to talk about something that I overheard Miss Rivera saying. That I I took great offense to. <laughs> and I would like to make sure that we have this on the record because I do not want to be associated with this <laughs> viewpoint at all.
2: Okay, I, I'm not I'm not backing down from this. I'm going to say that Tom Hardy.
1: Oh my God, she's going to say, say it again. I can't believe i going to say it again. Tom wow.
2: Tom Hardy's is gorgeous, gorgeous, hot <laughs> specimen.
1: <laughs> but this is a specimen. But
2: he he a, really can't
1: act. Oh my God. Wow. I don't believe. <laughs> I, I I heard you say it earlier, and I was like, "She didn't really say that." Like, I think she's just sort of putting on for everybody. And now you're saying it again, on the record, like you, you like called somebody in my family a bitch. She did. <laughs> Welcome to With a Pencil, the six-episode podcast series about the John Wick universe. Sometimes we're going to be talking about one of the three movies. Other times we're going to be talking about parts or pieces of one of the movies that extend out into a bigger conversation. That's what we're doing right now. There's one big question that I would like to get answered. And so to help me answer it, we brought in two people of focus, of commitment, of sheer will, (laughs) something that I do not know anything about. We have Lillian Rivera, author most recently of Dealing in Dreams, a wonderful book that everybody should buy. Lillian, please say hello. Hello,
2: hello, hello.
1: And we have Jose Olivares, author most recently of Citizen Illegal, also a wonderful book that everyone should buy. What's up, everybody? You <laughs> <laughs> brought Chicago just right into right? the building. That's like the only way I know how to do it. We have these two fantastic guests, and Jose, thank you for coming in. So here's a question that I want to try and answer today. And it's kind of a dorky question, but also it's a question I care a great deal about because it has to deal with John Wick as a dog owner. Mm. And I love John Wick and I love dogs. So here we go. Do, do you all have dogs, by the way? No. No dog. I don't have a dog. My Have, family have you has ever in your life
3: lived we in a have- house with a dog? Yeah, we have two chihuahuas right now at of my course. family's house. Yeah, yeah. They're named Canela and Mr. Dibbles. So and shout Mr. out to them. Mr. Who? Mr. Dibbles. Oh, yeah. Which is a Simpsons <laughs> reference. My brothers are ultra dorky. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep.
2: uh, no dogs, no no pets, just kids. It's and a, you're, that's growing
1: up, you never had a, a dog in the mm, house?
2: No, we didn't have a dog. We just kept it like parakeets.
1: Parakeets. <laughs> yes, all right. Parakeets. Oh, you grew up. You grew up in New York. Yeah. Are you allowed to have dogs in New York? I don't know how this works.
2: We no. I, <laughs> not, you're not
1: no, supposed. No, you're not about to. it. The whole city.
2: <laughs> no, not in the Bronx. No, I'm kidding. They, you know, we just didn't have it. We didn't have it.
1: Okay. Here's the here's the question, and I emailed this to you all ahead of time. What we're looking at here is who's the better tough guy movie dog owner. This we were mentioning in books. This is a chapter straight out of the book that I wrote. It's uh movies and other things coming out in October. And I was like, oh, I want to do like a live version of this <laughs> with some other people who have written books. We're going to go through all the categories. We're going to do this whole thing. But there are three options that we're choosing between. Okay. We've got John Wick and his dog
2: mm-hmm.
1: from John Wick, which came out in 2014. We have Bob Saginowski and his dog from 2014's The Drop. Bob Saginowski is played by Tom Hardy. Fantastic tough guy. Mm-hmm. And we have Robert Neville and his dog from 2007's I Am Legend. Will Smith plays Robert Neville and he's got a dog in that movie too. So there are six different categories that we're gonna go through when determining who the better tough guy movie dog owner is. They are, number one, what dog is the better dog breed? Hmm. Number two, what relationship origin story is the most emotional and compelling? They all are fantastic. Number three, which of the three dog owners was the best at protecting his dog? Number four, which dog was trained the best? Number five, which pairing, human and dog, had the stronger bond? And number six, which guy looked better holding his dog? So, which, so important. That's the big one. I that's the one I spent the most time on. I was like Googling <laughs> Will Smith shirtless, Tom Hardy shirt. Like I was doing I was doing my I was doing my research. That's right. The important work. So we're gonna go category by category. We're gonna pick a winner for each one. I'm gonna keep score here. And then we'll just add up the score at the end. And whoever has the most victories is going to be our better tough guy movie dog owner. <laughs> All right, let's do number one. What dog is the better breed? Do okay. we, do? we like, I'll go through each of the dogs just yeah. so we know. Yeah, John yeah. Wick's puppy is a beagle named Daisy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Sent to him by his... His dead ex-wife. Or excuse me, dead wife. She's not an ex-wife. <laughs> How does that work when a wife or a husband dies? Are you like, is that your ex-wife now? Do you refer to no, her no. that way? Or your, your ex-husband? I have no idea. No, He's a widow. He's right? a widower. He's a widower. Yeah. He's a widower. That's, yeah.
2: his, that's his wife forever, no?
1: So he can get married again? Like when I die. I'm going to die before my wife. Okay. She's very healthy. She eats things <laughs> that are green. And I just fucking eat... <laughs> Tortillas all day long. <laughs> I'm gonna die first. When I die, is she gonna be like, "That was my my ex husband, Shea Serrano"?
2: No, I would say that that was my husband.
1: My deceased Who, my husband. Deceased, my deceased
2: my my dead husband. My dead husband. That's my dead husband. <laughs> does she,
1: does she oh take off God. the ring in that case? Does, does she continue? She take to off, wear no, she the puts ring?
2: it on a on a necklace. On
1: a necklace. Is that the move? That's. You,
2: I think that's what I would do. You
1: have to wear it. You have to wear it on the necklace until. The next guy shows up and you're like, fuck this necklace. <laughs> how does this, no, how does you, this work? What are the rules You the necklace here?
3: and then you got the ring, right? Ring is living.
1: Necklace is deceased.
2: <laughs>
1: is that how it works?
2: I think that's how it works. I don't, I
1: don't. don't. Jose, how old are you? I'm 31. You're 31. Lilium, how old are you?
2: Damn, do we have to talk about I mean, age? You, we
1: do. No, I okay. refuse. All right. I'm, I'm in my 40s. I'm I'm 37. So like... When you start to get older, you start to like confront these like actual things that at some point the three of us are going to deal with with this. And I have no idea how any of this stuff works. So I'm trying to get that information right now.
2: I mean, all you know, because almost all of them, especially John Wick, it's all about like sadness Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. your, your loved one just leaves. And then what? What's in place is a puppy. That's,
1: <laughs> that I think that's a that's probably a big part of the reason why this movie like connects with so many people because everybody understands at some point this will happen to me. I mean, mm. maybe not in the same scenario that it did with John, but like you're going to lose somebody who meant a great deal. Of, how that's are right. you going to handle the grieving? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna shoot a bunch of fucking people in the head. <laughs> That's my plan. Say, yeah.
3: That's probably a good way. John, I don't know. Some people go boxing. John Wick is like, no, nah, fuck that. That's not, that's not aggressive
1: enough. John Wick's puppy is a beagle named Daisy. We got that. All right. Bob Saginowski's puppy. A pit bull named Rocco.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I love the pit bull named Rocco. A, a baby. Yeah, yeah. 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 A pip, uh, puppy. Puppy, yeah. A puppy. He finds it in the trash. Robert Neville. His dog is a German shepherd named Sam. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So we're looking mm-hmm. at Beagle versus Pitbull versus German Shepherd. To me, this is the trickiest category because like, I don't know, we've had a bunch of dogs at my house growing Mm. up. We have a French Bulldog right now. Before that, we had uh, two boxers. Before that, we had like a dog we found on the, we had a dog we found on the street. He just showed up at our house. (laughs) We named him Stray Z. Oh wow! It's crazy. He <laughs> Who came like, up with that one? It was fantastic. I did. Of course, I did. <laughs> That's a great. He, baby. He's like okay. So we have our little French bulldog, and he's a tiny guy. He's he's nineteen pounds or something like that. Just a little loaf of bread with legs. <laughs> and this dog just shows up. There's a storm outside, and this big dog. He's he's you know three feet tall. It seems like four feet tall. And he's just hanging out in our front yard and we fed him and we gave him some like I laid a blanket on the floor in the house and he just laid on it. I was like, I fucking love this dog (laughs) so much. I don't know how you pick what the better what the better dog breed is. Jose, do you have like a a way to
3: decide this? You know, for me, it comes down to the two puppies, because I just think puppies, because they're babies, because they they're so small and tiny, they're they get the edge in terms of cuteness over mm. Sam for me. <laughs> so it comes down to the puppies so for the, me. So
1: German Shepherd, you're out of here. Yeah, for me, <laughs> Sam, Sorry, Sam, Sam is eliminated. Yeah, right off
3: the bat. <laughs> Sam is Damn. cool, but you know, Sam Sam is up against
1: puppies and puppies, they're so young and, and cute. You know what I mean? Like It's the puppies okay. for me. Okay, so the, the Shepherd is out, but you got to pick one of the puppies. Which puppy? Yeah, so for
3: me, I think I'm going with, with Rocco. I think I'm going mm. with the with the puppy Pitbull, I think in part because Rocco gets more screen time than Daisy. Rocco you know gets I mean? a lot of screen That's time. True. Rocco's like a big part of the story. You see Rocco a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, n- not to spoil anything, but kind of to spoil. You know, Rocco survives the movie, which <laughs> <laughs> some of the other dogs do not. So, for me,
1: I, I think I think I'm going with Rocco. Wow, mm. wow, mm. what a, what a pick, Lilian? Are you? See,
2: that's like it's hard because pit bulls are have given. They're like they have such a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. So then you're just like, oh, here's the, the the most adorable, cute pit bull you want to love. You know, and. You feel just like you know, like Tom Hardy. You're just like, okay, okay, reluctant to take this puppy on, but then you're just like, yeah, I can't. It's too cute. But
1: but <laughs> oh, here we go.
2: But I I want to go with the German Shepherd.
1: Really, wow. you're going with Sam?
2: <laughs> yes, because first of all, he's so loyal. Right, it's a, it's a girl. It's a girl. That's yeah. right. So loyal. So loyal. And. My favorite part of that movie was when when um, Will Smith is constantly talking and having conversations with the dog. And mm-hmm. the dog's like, and he's like, you know, eat your vegetables. And then he's taking her a bath. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's like the sweetest <laughs> thing. <laughs> you're just like, and then when, you know, when it happens, when, you know, the sadness happens, you're just dead. You're dead. You're just crying. That's a, That was
1: a hard part yeah. of the movie. For, for me, I watched that movie in the theater. That part was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. They— you know the the dog is bitten starts turning into a zombie He's he robert notices in the eyes yeah it's like bloodshot and he's holding her and then like the camera sort of pans up a little bit so you don't see him strangling right. her but you hear it happening and he's just oh my god I know I
2: lost it yesterday because I rewatched it again and I'm like how did I forget about this scene it's like mm -hmm. the most heartbreaking scene because you blocked
1: that shit out that's (laughs) how you forget about it I did the only scene in the movie that like messed with me more than that is after that happens and and Will Smith is just broken Mm -hmm. and he goes to the video store yes with the and he tries to get the mannequin to talk to him and he's just like please say hello to me and just (laughs) I'm like oh my god
0: please say hello to me
1: He said hello to me. Dying. Oh my God, Will Smith! What are you? What he was you so doing? good
2: in this film. I don't understand why. I don't
1: understand why it didn't get more acclaim. Yeah, I loved, I loved him in this movie. I think he's fantastic. And actor. he's
2: he's like literally like holding the film and and the dog by by themselves for the whole thing. I mean, you know, the zombies are whatever,
1: but mm-hmm. he's
2: literally like on screen all the time. Mm-hmm.
1: Category number two. What relationship origin story is the most emotional and the most compelling? And I'll walk you through each one of them real quick. Bob Saginowski meets his dog while walking home late one evening. He's walking all alone, just sort of minding his business. And he passes a house and he hears this sort of whimpering sound. And he stops in that like Bob sort of way where he's like, what? (laughs) And he listens for a second and he hears the sound again. And he realizes it's coming from a trash can. He opens up the trash can and he sees the puppy inside. He takes the puppy out, sees it as beaten and bloodied. And he's like, "Oh my God, this is this is a dog." Bob is kind of like he portrays himself as an idiot. We find mm-hmm. out later on he's probably a genius. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's just like this sort of oaf. He's like, oh, what what is this? This is a, this is a boxer or something like that. Whatever he calls it." You got to
2: do it with a Brooklyn accent.
1: I don't know. You're the you're like the <laughs> no, no, Brooklyn I'm, expert. No, I'm New the York Bronx the expert. I Have no idea what a <laughs> what a Bronx Brooklyn accent sounds like. All the the only thing I know about New York is like. Y'all love papoose. And, and, you know, fucking trash day is terrible. (laughs) It's the only two things. That is
2: literally the exact thing. Like, that's correct.
1: (laughs) Okay, so he he gets the dog. The woman who lives in the house happens to be outside when it happens. And she's smoking a cigarette. And she sees Bob pull him out of the trash. And they take the puppy inside and clean him up. And then Bob agrees eventually that he's going to become the puppy's full-time owner. That's their origin story there. John Wick meets his puppy via a courier service. It's sent to him, as we mentioned, from beyond the grave by the woman he loved, by his ex-wife wife. I'm not still not. We, we didn't clear <laughs> does that. Deceased yeah. wife. We did but... not clear we that. still out. don't know. By his deceased wife. Um, she passed away because of this unnamed terminal illness. She sent this to John because she knew that he needed something to love. That's what she hmm. mentions in the note. So that's his story. My dead ex-wife or my dead wife, one of the two. <laughs> sent me this dog, Robert Neville. His dog actually started out as a family dog. It wasn't just the two of them. It was him, his wife, his daughter, and the puppy. And they were, as best we can tell, living a happy and regular life. But then a genetically reengineered version of the measles that was supposed to work as a cure for cancer fucking did not do that. It turned lethal, killing nearly everyone on earth, transforming a bunch of them into like these zombie vampire things. And during a flashback, we see that as New York was being evacuated, they're all rushing toward hmm. the helicopter. Right as his wife and daughter are leaving, the daughter hands him the puppy. And she's like, you know, protect Sam or Sam will protect you. And then the helicopter flies away. Another helicopter crashes into it and everybody dies.
2: Oh my God. Those
1: are the stories.
2: <laughs> Sad. Those are the stories. That's <laughs> tears.
1: Yeah. So if we're looking at those three backstories side by side, we've got two prominent themes. Bob's puppy Rocco serves as the impetus for a new relationship, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. For new hope. There's a a behind the scenes interview I watched where the guy who wrote the drop, he explains that 10 years prior to the film beginning, Bob had made a decision that he's going to close himself off from humanity. He's just going to, he's not going to have any more feelings anymore. Mm. He's just not going to engage with the world. And the film opens with him finding the dog and like that's him beginning to engage with the world Mm. again for the first time. So you've got that on this side and then on the other side with John Wick and Robert Neville, they're way like the opposite of that story. Each dog in those two relationships represents all the remains of like this broken and destroyed attempt at love. Each each dog is a reminder of this unyielding loneliness and the heartache consuming each guy. So that's what we're looking at mm. here. Lillian, which of these to you is like the the most gripping?
2: It's a tough call. I mean, I feel like like I am legend because the puppy is handed over to him right before he sees you know the last of his family mm-hmm. there's so much weight there so the so that dog really represents his past and his family right and the only person that he's actually communicating with but then john wick i mean <laughs> <laughs> you are being delivered a, this is like a not even a letter this is a something like breathing I have to say almost like I have to lean towards John Wick because it's just double, double the fact that in that first film, when they, you know, killed his puppy, they kill Oof. all of that. You know, his that present, his wife, they just destroyed all of it. And of course, he had to, like, gun down everybody.
1: Of course. You know what, I mean? of course. what else are you going to do? Yeah. Come on. Besides murder everybody. All right. William is <laughs> going Wick. Jose. You know, and the thing about John Wick
3: is he has that great speech where he's like, not only did you kill my puppy, you killed my hope. When he's like tied <laughs> down in the chair. A final gift for my wife. In that moment, I received some semblance of hope. An opportunity to grieve unalone. And your son
1: took that from me. Oh, come on. Stole that from me. Killed that from me. <laughs> that For was me. really, that was really, you nailed that. One. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it. When he said it, I felt it. I was like, yeah,
3: <laughs> you did kill my hope. For me, I'm thinking Robert Neville hmm. because it's just Sam and Robert and it's them and they post up, you know, at South Street Seaport every day at noon. And they're like, if you are out there, we will be here. We can give you shelter. <laughs> and, but it's just them. You know what I mean? It's them literally against the world. Okay. Everyone else has died or is a zombie. You know what I mean? <laughs> and when Sam goes, it's it's such a heartbreak because then you know it's it's over. You know, like, mm. that's it. That's Robert's everything. That's his last connection to his wife, to his daughter. That's his last connection to living beings. All he has left are the mannequins. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So for me, I just... I think that origin story hit me the most. There's yeah. so much significance there.
1: I think we're all sort of like circling the same answers here because yeah, for me, Bob is just, he's out. Like that's a mm-hmm. sweet story, mm-hmm. we, <laughs> yeah. we get it, we get it. As strong as the storyline is of Bob potentially finding like this place in the world for himself it seems clear that he can't win this category. Like, you hmm. you can't beat dead families. You just can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You can't beat it. Which means it's a toss-up between the two guys each of you are mentioning. It's a toss-up between a guy who gets mailed a dog by his dead wife and a guy who gets handed a dog by his daughter right before she's killed alongside her mother <laughs> in a helicopter crash. Like, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> so hard. This is, this is heavy.
1: I, I think, though, I think I am I have to go with Lillian here. I have to vote Vic. And I'm going to tell you why. Jose, I understand what you're saying with all this stuff. And I also understand that Neville lost two people. He lost his wife and his daughter. But all of that is happening during what they understand to be basically an apocalypse. Billions of people are dying. Mm -hmm. It makes sense then that like two people you know would die. With Wick, there's just to me something a little more poignant, a little more tragic, where it, it feels like God reached down and like flicked you in the head. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. Mm -hmm. Only you, only you are going to feel this. Nobody else is gonna, I gotta go, I gotta go. Wick here, which means we have our first winner in a category. The first one was a tie. The first one was a tie. We've got one point for John Wick as the best tough guy, movie dog owner. Let's move on to the next category. Category three, which... Of the three is the best they're protecting his puppy. And <laughs> I mean, this is a results-based category, is what it feels like to me.
3: Yeah, I feel like there's one clear answer here.
1: <laughs> there's only one dog that survives. This, is, this would be the easy one. I think this is Bob.
2: I think this is
3: Bob
1: this with is Rocco. My boy Bob. Yeah.
2: Finally, finally, Bob gets it.
1: <laughs> Bob and Rocco gets a gets a pick. Yeah, I mean, Daisy, Daisy's killed within the first 15 minutes of John Wick. Robert ends up having to kill Sam himself after she starts turning into a zombie vampire in the back half of the movie. And the drop ends with Bob and Rocco waiting to go on a date with the woman that, you know, he's probably going to be in a relationship. I think Robert was certainly a more natural dog owner. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the all of the scenes we get of him just talking to the dog or riding around together, just having a conversation. Yeah. He's so good at that. I think John is probably the best at avenging dogs. <laughs>
3: You know, I kind of feel like not that John is the best at avenging dogs, because it's almost like owning (laughs) dogs is John's one weakness. You Uh know what I mean? Like (laughs) He's kind of terrible at it. Like He should maybe try a cat. Doesn't he also get another dog at the end of John Wick 1? Yeah, Yeah.
1: he gets a pit bull that looks exactly like Rocco. That's right. He goes gray pit bull. He's like, you know what? I love pit bulls. The the drop and um, John Wick came out in the same year. So, I like maybe that maybe John watched the drop at the theater and he's like, I need to give me one of those. (laughs) I need to give me one of those pit bulls. That's the move. That's the move to make. Okay, so we're all voting Bob here. Bob is the best at protecting Rocco. Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, our scores right now John Wick won, Bob won, poor Robert Neville none. He's going to get there, though. He's going to get there. (laughs) Category number four. Which dog was better trained? Is it, is it John Wick training Daisy? Is it Rocco with Bob Saginowski? Or is it Robert Neville? This one is another category where we can like get rid of one immediately.
2: Yeah, I mean, Rocco, right? Because he didn't train him yet.
1: Yeah, Rocco's out. Yeah. The only time we see him trying to train Rocco, they're at the park.
2: Yeah.
3: Wait,
1: what?
2: <laughs> we're getting rid of Rocco right away. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We're right. getting our pick. Wait, I mean, maybe we're getting rid of Rocco before Daisy.
1: Daisy yes. Absolutely. Daisy's only
3: there like fifteen minutes. No. Okay. But listen to this.
1: Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me throw
3: this. Daisy says hi, and then is gone. Let, let what me. Throw. Do, what does Daisy do?
1: <laughs> Daisy doesn't even go fetch. No. Listen. I think you're looking past too far. (laughs) John Wick and Daisy are actually, they're going to be my, that was going to be my pick. I was, I was, I was picking. Wait, who are you picking first?
3: I mean, I I have to think about it. (laughs) You you think (laughs) about it. I'm thinking between Rocco
1: and Sam, Robert Neville and Sam. Rocco never gets trained. We never see him do anything at all. There's a, there's a part in the movie where he's at the park. Bob is at the park with the dog and he's like, sit. And Rocco climbs up on his leg and he's like, that's not sitting. Yeah, he's You're not sitting. terrible. He's, he's just like, come on. on, dragging him around on the. On and Nadia,
2: the... the girl was like, you didn't read any of the books that I gave you to train this dog. Clearly. Yeah. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> so he didn't train him. Rocco was. Rocco's got to
1: be out. I'm sorry. Rocco's Jose. Out. I'm sorry. Isn't
3: there another scene in the movie where we see that Rocco's kind of learning a little bit? Did <laughs> I make that up?
1: You made that up. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. No. There's a part where they're like playing fetch. But I mean that that's still ain't... more than Daisy did. No, no, I disagree. <laughs> no,
2: Daisy went up on the bed.
1: This is this is Isn't that the wrong thing?
3: Was no, Daisy no, supposed no, to go no, it's on the bed? No, is that
2: the wrong <laughs> thing? You're not supposed to do that, Daisy. Because <laughs> he R. needs P. it. He needs it.
1: Okay, I'm gonna throw this at you though. I'm gonna go opposite. I'm uh You're going like spiritual here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go practical. This is what we see from Daisy. Daisy is a few weeks old. She's probably at that point, 10 weeks old tops. Mm -hmm. Something like that. It's usually about when you get a puppy. John gets her that night. He puts a little bed for her. She lays on the bed. She like, he lays her down on there. She's like, all right, cool. I'll stay here. The next morning, she jumps up on the bed. She's licking him in the face to wake him up. The reason that she's doing so is because she needs to go to the restroom. She's 10 months old and she's house trained Already. I don't know how John did it, but he fucking did it. He house-trained Daisy in like three hours. She held in the poop the whole night, 10 weeks old. The general, the general rule with puppies is like a dog will hold in its peer, its poop one hour for however many months they are old. Wow. That's like how it's supposed to work. Or something. I might have just made that up. <laughs> I might have. You sounded really confident. Yeah, you sounded sure really confident. I'm pretty yeah, yeah. sure I read that somewhere. So you're saying
3: Daisy is a genius. I'm
1: saying Daisy is a genius. John Wick is a genius dog trainer. Huh. Right? Wow. And then, like, a, here's another example of how good of a dog trainer John Wick is. At the end of John Wick, he gets the pit bull. Mm-hmm. He gets Rocco too. We'll call him Rocco two. <laughs> He gets Rocco too. He puts a leash on him. He's like, come on, we're going home. And then they start walking down the street together. And Rocco is, like, sort of looking around trying to see what's going on. And John is pulling him a bit. John Wick 2 starts. John Wick 2 starts four days after After. the end of John Wick Mm 1. And already Rocco 2 isn't even on a leash anymore. He just stays right next to John Mm -hmm. Wick wherever he goes. And he's like, stay. And he stays there for fucking two days or some crazy (laughs) shit like that without moving. I think John Wick is a genius dog trainer at Rocco. Rocco is out of here, but wow.
2: that's true. It makes sense because John Wick is like that. He's like Mr. <clears throat> control of everything. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. Every
1: single thing. And of course, Robert Neville is a great dog, dog trainer. Like he trains this dog to like help him mm-hmm. in the world. Help me hunt the zombies, but not really hunt the zombies. Right. But they screwed up a, a they screwed up two times in there. They screw up when Sam runs in the building. Yeah. Like you gotta teach her not to do that. Right. I guess she's excited. Rocco wasn't chasing any deer into a building. <laughs> I guarantee you that Rocco number two I mean (laughs) the first Rocco probably the the first Rocco would have died so fucking fast in I Am Legend
2: yeah
3: I love that idea thinking about like who would have survived in that
1: (laughs) Rocco Rocco dies first yeah Yeah. Sam clearly she dies after a couple of years she put in a few good years yeah I think if John Wick was in I Am Legend that dog I think that dog would have made it
2: yeah I I think
1: so too I think I've been convinced. Yes. I think I think you're right. Yeah. I think John Wick is the dog whisperer. Yeah. I, think, I think John Wick is the best yes. dog owner. I yes. think you're right. All right. That's another point for Wick. 2 points for Wick, 1 point for Bob. And Robert Cillan got on the board. Wow. He still he still got a zero. We got a we got a terrible. we got a lean a category <laughs> in Bob's direction. Hello, let's take a break from the podcast real quick so that I can read to you some words on a computer screen in front of me right now. This is an advertisement. Voodoo is a leading streaming app with a library of over 150,000 titles available to rent or buy from the latest Hollywood blockbusters to your favorite indie films. Voodoo recently launched an ad-supported on-demand service with over 8,000 titles you can watch for free, including classic movies and TV shows. That means things like Paddington, Legally Blonde, Stargate, all completely free. And those are, like the, those are like the big ones. Those are the pillars of pop culture. When you're talking about the best movies and TV shows, the first three anyone talks about, Paddington, Legally Blonde, and Stargate are the... <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Stargate. Th- these words that I'm saying right now are not on the screen. I do like Legally Blonde a lot, though. I'm very on the record as having cited Reese Witherspoon as one of my favorite actresses, legally blonde. She plays Elle Woods in that one. Head to voodoo.com backslash rewatchables to sign up and start watching today. Catch up on John Wick 2 again before the next Rewatchables episode at vudu.com slash rewatchables. Let's get back to the podcast. Next category, which guy looked better holding his puppy? You've got John Wick, Keanu Reeves as John Wick, very mm-hmm. handsome. Mm-hmm. You've got Robert Neville, Will Smith in fantastic physical shape, just top of his career. Yeah. And you've got Tom Hardy as the like sort of frumpy Bob Saganowski. <laughs> very, ha- very handsome, right. yeah. quiet and weathered and like that five o'clock shadow that <laughs> frames his face like a fucking work of art. I love it. I love it. He's got this sort of hunkered in posture that turns like, what are these muscles called between your your ears and your, none of us know? I don't know. <laughs> know. Whoa, we're whatever, writers. We don't know what that whatever is. Whatever the muscles are between like your shoulders and your neck, they go up to his, he looks like a mountain range walking around. <laughs> it's fucking incredible to me. This is who we're, this is who we're picking between. Lilliam, who who are we going with here?
2: Okay, so this is, I think, easy because Tom Hardy is a notorious dog lover,
0: mm-hmm. so
2: he's always taking pictures of his dogs. I think he loves dogs a lot, so there's always a lot of pictures with him. So he looks great. He's like model perfect with Rocco.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I really want to vote for Robert Neville.
2: Here.
3: <laughs> I really
1: just to vote,
2: just to just to give him
1: one. What's the What's the one scene where he's with the dog? I mean, that that gets you where you're like, I would marry him right. now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's, it, You
3: know, the scene that made me angry Was the scene where he's doing those, like, pull-ups But he's got, like, the bar behind his neck uh-huh. That looked impossible You know what I'm saying? He's fucking yoked you talk, you talk about the muscles behind Like, between mm-hmm. the shoulders and the neck mm-hmm. Like, when he's doing that I was like, what in the world? Like, never in my life have I seen those
1: muscles before <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, Will Smith just invented those muscles <laughs> Let me let me steer the the conversation away very quickly. But if you're in that situation, if it's if you as far as you know, you're like the only person left on the earth, you and a dog and some zombies. Mm. What sort of physical hygiene are you having for yourself? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you like prepping and like, uh, let me get prepared. I guess in case I have to fucking box one of the zombies. Yeah, you have to. This
2: is like you're going to be in jail. You're going to be prepping all the time because they're going to beat you down. Like this is like But jail is
1: a place full of people. But you're
2: literally in jail because this world is now zombies and the zombies are gonna kill you any moment. Mm -hmm. You gotta be ready for that. So that means like, you know, doing those crazy exercises.
1: Really? You're you're just fucking you're hitting the Nordic track. And also you're not doing anything
2: else. What are you doing? You're not doing anything else. You're talking to mannequins.
1: <laughs> right. Is there internet? There's no internet at the time. No, there can't Maybe. be internet. I don't know. <laughs> no cable. Are no. you saying <laughs> it like <laughs> I'm supposed to know? I don't know. <laughs>
2: Who's
3: running? There's somebody working the internet, right? I mean, I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I know how the internet
1: works. I can tell that you don't because you're just calling it the internet. There's like one, oh, the Al Gore's one internet. person. Look,
3: somebody's got to be, yeah, somebody's got to be behind.
1: Behind you know? the what? <laughs> behind behind the motive, what, Jose? Behind <laughs> the motive? <laughs> behind <laughs> the motive <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, behind them, there's one major potato I, really, I don't know giant,
3: <laughs> that's what it's called the
1: major motive
3: <laughs> yeah I don't know what would you do in that situation
1: I'm not doing a damn thing <laughs> I'm not doing listen my wife went on a trip with the kids one time uh, like 2 months ago she took all three of the boys to Houston for like 4 days to go do family stuff and I didn't brush my teeth over that period. <laughs> I didn't change my clothes. What I wow. didn't cut my hair. I was like, "I'm not doing anything. And if you get rid of everybody on the earth, then I'm fucking shutting it down. <laughs> I hope that the one person I hope like the major modem guy also works at, <laughs> at Taco Bell because I need some I need some food. Wow, <laughs> so you're voting, you're voting. I'm voting never. for
3: Robert Neville, and I'm voting. I think I think that scene I mean. Not only is he yoked, but also the scene where, like, the two of them are on, like, matching treadmills. That's, like, <laughs> that's very adorable. cute. Come on. That's <laughs> that is, adorable. That is, <laughs> that's and you really see good. the bond between them. So, for me, I'm, I'm going with Robert Neville.
1: All right. And you voted Hardy. Yes. Yeah. Jose votes for Neville and Major Modem. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know who, to, who to pick here. I think, I think I'm going to use a loophole here because i think out of all three of the guys mm. probably will smith to me is the most handsome in his movie because of number 1 because of how like in great shape he is mm. but also he's like at a good age in his life and he's just he looks clean and he's smart and I, like i don't have to worry about us other assassins coming to kill me <laughs> at the time like that's probably the move to make but my loophole is when we presented the category it's which guy looked better holding his puppy because they all have scenes where they all hold their puppies. Mm-hmm. John holds his when he's in the bed. He's like, oh, come here. I'll, I'll lay with you in the bed or whatever. Bob has his multiple times, but right in front of the oil tanker. And the time where we see Neville holding Sam is right before he has to kill her. So I think Neville takes another loss here. Damn. I'm getting out on Neville. I can't, <laughs> I, can't, I, can't vote. I can't vote for Neville. I think I'm going with, I got to go with Hardy on this one. Keanu is, is incredibly, this is the most attractive he's been in his career. Mm-hmm. I think I think it goes probably this movie and then it goes Speed mm-hmm. from 94 when he has his short hair.
0: Yeah. It's
1: a great look for young Keanu. And then maybe like, probably Hardball after that. Did Jussie Hard? did you watch Hard is Hardball? Hardball. Where on. he's the baseball coach. Yeah. They're the worst team in the league.
3: Nice yeah. kid, Andre.
1: <laughs> in the worst neighborhood in the city.
3: Wow. Um, but they're about to get some help from the last
2: person go they ever expected. That one guy's our coach. Oh, wasn't he a football player, too? Am That's I, in like, The
1: Replacements. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So many movies. <laughs> he's, he's got a bunch of, of great movies. Yeah.
2: Oh, yes. I did see that one. Yes. Hard, I, uh, hardball. Yes. Hardball yeah.
1: is when the, you know. g little, little League, right? Why Why do you in the movie with G-Baby getting shot? I don't know who, who pitched that In the room He was like Hey I know how we should End this it's movie terrible. guys Remember the, the youngest kid Let's fucking shoot him In the chest Yeah who Let's said
3: yes him? to that A lot <laughs> of people It's really terrible So I love that movie That movie takes place In Chicago right. Yes it does And you know The scene with the pitcher And he's They're like singing Biggie mm-hmm. to him yes. uh-huh. That's such a beautiful scene and for it to end like that is such bullshit. It just pivoted <laughs> away. Yeah, and why? They,
1: they tried to save it like, oh, he hit the game running run. Bitch, I don't care about the game winning <laughs> run. You killed a kid. <laughs> you had to kill a kid for this. No, no, thank you. Uh, I, yeah, I think I think Tom Hardy is, he's just too perfect for me. If I'm building like what, what I want a guy to look like while he's holding a dog. He needs <laughs> to be a little weathered. He needs to be like... A little gruff. I don't want them all bloodied up. That's another thing that John has. Oh yeah. That to me, like a guy walks in and he, and he's bloodied. I'm like, that's not. That's I not know. cute. No. <laughs> I, we have to an, we have to answer some questions first before we get to the other stuff. Tom Hardy was like, Tom Hardy was smoking hot. I don't yeah. know, I don't know if there's like a better way to say that. Tom Hardy is what it looks like when like God invented erections. <laughs> he said. He said like what you know. Somebody asked him, how did you think of an erection? And he was like, oh, I, I thought of Tom Hardy. <laughs> it and it just happened like that's I got to go Tom Hardy here. That's two points for Tom Hardy. Wow. Wow. Do we have a yeah. tie? We have two for Wick, two for Hardy. Zero for Neville. Damn. Zero for Neville. So Neville is out. Poor, poor Neville. Yeah. Listen,
3: I just want the world to know that I tried for Robert <laughs> Neville. I think I tried in multiple categories. You did. I really tried. You did. You know, R.I.P. Sam. <laughs>
1: Fucking Robert Neville, major modem. Like, you're you're pitching a shutout here. I no, I got Almost. nothing today. <laughs> I got nothing. You're pitching a, whatever the opposite of a shutout is. All right, last category. Which pairing had the strongest bond? This one, you can make a good case for. This might be your, t- this this is might your be time. End. This might be my time. This might is it. it for Neville. Okay, so this one, we'll, we'll go through through the parts of it. But, like, again... You've got Neville and his dog surviving the apocalypse. You've got John Wick and his dead dog and his dead wife. <laughs> and you have Bob and like the beginning of love. Mm-hmm. And I'm not certain where to, where to fall here. We, this is like the main one we really need to talk our way through. What, what, are, we, what are we feeling here? What's That's a good a, way to approach this?
2: It's hard. It's a hard one because they all have strong bonds. Even though I would say John Wick... The intensity of his connection with that dog was very, you know, well, like you could feel it. So because when he when that puppy is killed, everyone's like, oh, no, go avenge everybody, go kill everybody who did this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a really short connection. It's not that long.
1: It's Yeah, that's a that's a quick one. You know? I don't know if we can like, I don't know. But see, the, the part with that is like this is they have that short relationship. But the dog represents so much more than just a dog. Right. Like, you you talked about that earlier when he, he says, like, it wasn't just that. He stole this. Like, he robbed this from me. He killed the ability for me to grieve unalone. Yeah. Like, that stuff. I think maybe, maybe the way to do it is you look at, like, what was each guy willing to do for his dog? Right? Mm-hmm. Bob Saganowski, Bob loved Rocco so much. He loved this, like, corner store pit bull so much that he was going to pay Eric Deeds, the, like, original owner, the guy who beat him, he was going to pay Eric Deeds $10,000 for this dog. That's right. Which is fucking un. You can go on Craigslist right now and get, like, a Pitbull for $200. Yeah, have Bob could have given Rocco away, gone on Craigslist, bought 40 new Pit bulls, <laughs> and still had $2,000 left over. Like, that's, that's wild to me that he would pay that much money. Mm-hmm. And that's not even mentioning— Especially because he's a bartender. He's a so bartender.
3: So $10,000 is a lot of
1: money. That's yeah. a lot of, t- I mean, he was a crooked bartender. He was getting right. paid under the table by the the mob or whatever. But, and that's not even talking about like, when he realizes that Eric is not going to go away, mm. even after he gives him the $10,000, he kills Eric Deeds. He's like, you know what? He has that quote afterwards. He says, he was going to harm our dog. He was going to yeah. hurt our dog. Like, holy shit. He really, really loved this dog. So you've got that. Mm. Robert Neville loved Sam so much that after she died, he had survived years and years and years in this, like, apocalyptic zombie world. He cried as soon as she died while he was talking to a mannequin. Like, he was so broken up, he tries to get a mannequin to talk to him. And then beyond that, he's like, you know what? I'm going to kill myself. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what he tries to Mm -hmm. do. He gets in the car. He starts driving. He's like, I'm going to kill as many of these motherfuckers as I can. And then I'm just going to die. Yeah. And like. That's hardcore. He would have totally died if that woman does not rescue him in that situation. John loved Daisy so much that he was willing to go to war with an entire arm of the Russian mob just to be able to kill the guy who was responsible for Daisy's death. He's like, I, he in John Wick, he kills like 77 people. Yosef is the main guy that he's trying to kill. Vigo is his dad. And then 75 henchmen that are just in the way. He kills 77 people to get to the guy and like i don't know if if you're looking for a good way to measure how much you love something a good way to do that is like how many people would i kill for this person mm-hmm. is how i i don't know i don't know that's how i feel about it when i like think about my kids mm-hmm. like if we're walking in the parking lot and a car comes through the fa- i'm like i'll fucking kill you motherfucker <laughs> i don't know anything <laughs> about this person the- you're driving 25 miles <laughs> in a target parking lot i'm ready to i'm ready to I'm ready to murder you, Jose. What are we? What are we thinking here?
3: Yeah, this one is tough. I mean, really, I could see a case for all three, mm-hmm. because so the thing with Bob and Rocco is, is that Bob was really trying to leave the place where he had killed someone ten years ago, and he's so like he's willing to put himself back into that place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To protect Rocco and to protect Nadia, and I, I don't think that that's a small thing. Like that's a huge sacrifice. That's really big. To, hmm. On the other hand, like, for me, I feel like it comes down to really john wick and and Robert Neville again. I mean not only is Robert you know trying to kill as many of these zombies as he can, but he's like he's done, he's willing to die himself, and you see it in that scene where he has to strangle Samantha. Mm-hmm. you see how much it pains him and how mm-hmm. just devastated he is, you know so for me. I I don't know I I think I think I'm leaning towards Robert Neville again I think I think I haven't given up
2: yet I, think,
3: I know he's not going to win but I feel like it's still Robert Neville.
2: I mean I could understand that though because in a, in a similar fashion like um, Rocco symbolized like okay, he's going to finally open himself up for the possibility of a relationship and Homeboy I am Legend like when that dog died he was, he was, there was no one else out there for any Mm -hmm. kind of connection, Mm -hmm. right? Until even like when this, when, when this woman saved him, he was just like, he was unable to like almost function socially (laughs) with her and her, and the kid, like he didn't even know how to react. And you just feel like slowly he's melting it down, you know, melting down and, and allowing hope to come in. Mm -hmm. So the death of that dog was his, like, was his way, like his way into like, being able to believe again in mm. the humanity of people
1: All see right. I'm going deep you are <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh, I was gonna go Wick but I think I gotta go Neville now I, gotta, yes. I think <laughs> I, I would I think he swayed
0: You <laughs> swayed the voting block
1: Jose I mean if you need a reason probably it would be John explaining to the guy like it's not so much about the dog this is this hmm. is more a reaction of my wife Right, had the, had she had she got hit by a car and she broke her leg, and she gave me a dog and the dog died. Like we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I think it's more the dog, but yeah, Robert is just so broken up. As you mentioned, that's all he has, and it gets taken from him. And Will Smith should have gotten an Oscar for that role. I think we got to go Neville, but that puts us in a bit of a, a bit of a jam here. <laughs> we need a new category. We got to break up the tie. We, we, we're at Hardy has two points. I call him Hardy. Bob Saginawski has two points. John Wick has two points. Robert Neville is out of the game. Yeah. He got one. He got one on his way out.
0: Oh, that's
1: good. Okay. <laughs> so we have a tie now between Bob and, and John Wick. So let's let's go back to the original category where we all, where we stalemated on, mm-hmm. which is like, which dog is the better breed? And let's tweak that a bit and see like, which dog was like more philosophically aligned with their characters. And if we do it that way, I think we have a clear, a clear winner here. Because I don't think pit bulls are better than Beagles. I don't think that. And mm. I think Beagles are adorable. Whatever mm. I think pit bulls are adorable. I love every single dog on the planet. I think, I think I'm gonna vote for for Hardy here. I'm gonna vote Bob Saganowski. Not because, again, not because pit bulls are better than Beagles, but Rocco as like a philosophical avatar for Bob is just like it's an interesting idea. To noodle around with those two like they just make a lot of sense to me you've got pit bulls who you have this one picture in your head or uh, this thing that you're told that pit bulls are mm-hmm. and it's like very misrepresented um of what they actually like a, sweet, a pit bull is a sweet dog whatever same with bob he's like presented sold to you in the movie as this idiot and then yeah. you get to the end of the movie and you realize he's sort of orchestrating all of this stuff and he's just he's fucking a cool ass dude it's the same way with a pit bull and like that's probably why John Wick got one at the end of his movie too. He was like, nah. I mean, he could have got another, another Daisy, another Beagle, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm voting Hardy here. I got to go. Hardy's the best tough guy movie dog owner.
2: I love, I love the idea of, of like Uh-oh. resurrecting like the pit bull. Like mm-hmm. I, I love that. Like I love that pit bulls are are lovable and they're getting there their chance on the big screen, because it's true. Like, they yeah. just always Pitbull get the worst, you know? And it's just, like, it's really cool to see that. So, you know, people would be, like, after their words, they're or is there just like, yeah, I want a pit bull. I <laughs> want to train them.
3: It, even <laughs> to take it further, right? Like, the pit bull Go. is wounded. It's wounded. Yeah. Just like, you know what I mean? Bob Saginawski's, like, kind of has this wounded history that he's trying to recover I from. It. I love it. <laughs> Keep, <You> talking. <laughs>
1: Keep talking. Keep talking, Jose.
3: And then, so, so Rocco is kind of like a perfect avatar for Bob. Like, they're they're on this journey together. They're both trying to open up to this person. Like, Nadia's mm-hmm. also Rocco's, like, babysitter when when mm-hmm. Bob isn't there. So they're both, like, trying to... and And obviously, like, Rocco's also going to be defensive because his last owner was very mean to him, right. right? Beat him. And so he's also... Rocco's also trying to open up and learn how to love again, just like Bob is. So for me... I, I think I agree with this one. I think I'm going with Bob. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. We're all voting Bob. Yeah. Bob Saganowski is the best <laughs> tough guy. guy movie dog owner. I thought it was going to be Wick. I was, I was trying to yeah. push, How did this push happen? it. Bob is that way. Bob is first place. You don't see him coming. No. Just like the movie. Yes. It's Just the like he truth. The got movie. Us again. It's the truth. He got us again. Bob first, John Wick second. Poor Robert Neville and Sam. (laughs) Thank you so much. This was a great deal of fun. Thank you.
0: That's all for today's episode. You can find out more about Lilium on Twitter at LiliumR and Jose at underscore Jose Olivares. Next week, Shay sits down with Rembert Brown and Juliet Lippmann to talk about John Wick, Chapter 2. With a Pencil is a production of The Ringer. It's executive produced by Juliet Lippmann and produced by myself, Kara Hart. Our engineer this week was Craig Horlbeck, and our theme song is by Daniel Birch.
1: is a leading streaming app with a library of over 150,000 titles available to rent or buy. And over 8,000 titles you can watch for free on their ad-supported on-demand service. Everything from the latest Hollywood blockbusters to your favorite indie films. You can enjoy them without subscriptions or contracts. For example, I recently purchased the entire first season of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because I am a father and I have three sons and a big part of being a dad is forcing your kids to watch the things that you liked when you were a kid. So that's what I'm doing right now. Head to voodoo.com rewatchables to sign up and start watching today. That's V U D slash rewatchables.